Welcome to the Lessons Learned from Donald Trump podcast. This thing is huge. It's the greatest, most outrageous, incredibly fun podcast on the internet today. It's all about the Don. The most spectacular entrepreneur alive today. For entrepreneurs who also want to dominate their market and destroy their competition. You should be your competition's huge problem. This is the Lessons Learned from Donald Trump podcast with Steve Cypress and Everett Fornell. Welcome to another episode of the Lessons Learned from Donald Trump podcast, a podcast that always keeps you guessing, never stays consistent, changes our mind, changes the topics every week. It's something different. Maybe it's the same, maybe it's different, maybe it's contradictory. You never know what we're going to say, what we're going to do, because that's the way we do it. Speaking of which, I have with me the world's greatest podcasting co-host who always keeps him guessing with what brilliant gem of business-building knowledge he's going to unfurl on this week's podcast. It's Mr. Everett Farnell. Ah, you didn't know I was there, did you? You had to. You were thinking just for a second. Oh my God, is Everett there? What happened? What happened? Did you get disconnected? Because you got to keep them guessing, Steve. You got to keep them guessing. You got to make sure they have no idea what you're gonna do next. Now I have to drink water. I can't even talk. <laughs> Hang on. <laughs> Oh, that is way too funny. Yes, you did get me there. I'm like, hello? (laughs) (laughs) So, dear listener, now you're asking yourself if you are a, which hopefully you are, and hopefully for your bank account, you are a loyal, regular listener to the Lessons Learned from Donald Trump podcast. I know what you're saying right now. They've already talked about this. Way back during the Rocket Man, my button's bigger than your button, Kim Jong-il is going to own whatever your name is going to blow up the world thing where we were talking about is that Trump uh, that that Kim Jong-il and these wild crazy dictators the world is always afraid to deal with them because they never know what they're going to do they're so unpredictable and for years I always said you know I want that guy on our side I mean the last time the United States did something totally crazy ridiculously stupid was when we dropped the atom bomb on Japan to end World War II. It was like, you did what? You dropped an atomic bomb and killed millions of innocent civilians? That is absolutely lunacy, crazy, holy crap, we surrender. We don't know what the hell you guys are going to do next. You're crazy, we're out of here. And I'm like, but now for like 70 years... We were like, oh, ah, we're going to have a smart bomb that only hits the, the doorbell of the house so perfectly it doesn't even kill the children sleeping next door. Like, we're not going to kill one civilian. Ooh, that's the worst thing. And I'm like, no, no, no. Now we got everyone taking advantage of us. Now they're crashing planes into buildings and they're blowing up people and they're doing whatever and renting a truck and running over civilians because they know we won't do anything like that. Oh, we're cool, calm, and collected. And then Trump comes in and I'm like, way to go. Now we have a guy who at least the whole world thinks because he's carefully crafted this, dear listener, unless you, you think like the, I don't even think they believe it, but they put it out as if they do, the anti-Trumper side of the world, 
puts out that Trump is crazy, and, you know, he's impetuous and crazy and always changes his mind, and we don't know if he'll just, I can't believe we have the nuclear button in his hands because he might press it one day, and now you find after, you know, a few years in office, clearly he's the least war hawk the U.S. has ever had in office. But they're like, oh, he's crazy, unpredictable, you never know, he changes his mind every day. I'm like, that's what we want. So that's what brought Kim Jong-il to the table. That's what Trump mentions now with Syria. He goes, just remember how I shot off those 58 tomahawks three years ago. Like, he did that to prove the point that, hey, you never know, I might be crazy. But ever since then, he's been incredibly soft, dove, anti-war, let's pull all the troops out, let's not respond when they knock down our drones, whatever. But... I don't know, it's almost time for Trump to do something crazy again because this is a tactic, and we've talked about it before. The reason we're talking about it again, dear listeners, I happened to tune in to one of his, he just did a rally like yesterday in Texas or something, and I didn't catch the beginning or the end, but I did tune in for a little bit, and, and I was amazed that at one point he was explaining something and going off the script, obviously this was off the script, and he just blurted out this exact tactic. He said, blah, I don't remember what he was talking about. He said, blah, 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 because, you know, you always got to keep him guessing. And then he just went right on with what I did. And I said, well, did you hear that? Did, he just blurted it out. He just said it straight out what we shared with you, dear listeners, on the Lessons Learned from Donald Trump podcast, that that, in fact, is a concerted effort, a carefully crafted technique of Donald Trump to purposely be totally confusing and totally mystifying and you never know what he's going to do and he always keeps them guessing even if he's sure what he's going to do he always puts out some misinformation and some i'm going to do this and then he's oh he changed his mind he didn't change his mind he changed what he said his mind was this was his plan all along he just threw it out to keep you off your toes off balance because that's one of Donald Trump's best tactics, is it not, Everett? Well, there's no doubt about it. At first, I've got to point out to the listeners, dear listener, if you're not tuning in every week, if you're not going back and listening to the, to the archives, you're out of your mind. Because we just got confirmation from the President of the United States himself that our analysis is correct, that he is doing what we said he is doing. So, I, I mean, really... If you are trying to, I mean, I hate to give uh, oppo research to the other side, but if you're trying to beat Trump, it would be a good idea to go back and listen to everything, too. If you're trying to mimic him, like uh, uh, like some young uh, 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 sexy bartender did from the Bronx and has now made herself world famous, uh, good idea to listen to. And if you own a business, obviously, that's why we do this. Well, and un almost undoubtedly, she is a regular you. listener to the lessons learned from Donald <laughs> very, Trump. Very possibly. I would not be shocked. So now that said, there's no question that keeping people guessing. I mean, look, that, uh, that little joke I did on the very beginning. Everybody listening to this, they first, they, they had an expectation of hearing me say something. And when they didn't hear, then they thought, what's going on? And then there was a little tension in their gut, a little knot, just a little like, what's What's happening here? There's something wrong. But the more important point is that they were hyper-focused on the podcast until I said something. And then it relieved the pressure, it relieved the tension, because they didn't know what to expect. And that's what happens in business when you keep people not knowing what to expect. Now, that doesn't mean that you do a shitty job and say, hey, you didn't expect us to do a shitty job, did you? 
No, you obviously want to do an amazing job. But in your marketing, in your sales process, you, want to, you don't want people to be able to guess what your next step is. The first time, when, when the prospect can start guessing what the next thing you're going to say is, what the next thing you're going to tell them, what the next, you know, when they can start guessing what the next, uh, uh, the next piece of marketing that they're going to get from you is going to be, they start shutting down, right? They start ignoring it. So here's a perfect example, and, and I'm going to take an example from a very, very top marketing organization. I'm not going to tell you who they are because I don't want it ever suggested that I was bad-mouthing these people because they're former clients of mine, they're extremely sharp, and I don't want people to get the wrong idea about what I'm saying. But specifically, they were talking about new customer acquisition. Now, they're in, the, they're in an online space. And they were talking about one promotion that another company was running that was bringing in 300 new customers a day. Obviously, that had been scaled. It had been optimized. They were doing they're very professional. People know what they're talking about. And they pointed out that in, in our company, we're bringing in 30 to 60 people a day. If we were bringing in 300 people a day, that would scale us to $100 million uh, quickly. But then they said, but, but the new customers are the lifeblood of our business. Because what happens is that after X period of time, and they know how much time, I'm not going to tell you, but they said how much time it is. This was an internal call that they were on, so it's not something, that, uh, it's not something I'm at liberty to share details with. But they said uh, after X period of time, people, we can see the engagement fall off. We can see people stop opening our emails. We can see people stop engaging with us. We can see they get tired of hearing from us. Right. Well, that's because there's there's nothing unexpected in what they're hearing from these uh, from these folks. So I, I mean, well, I and say, anyone I who's married knows the same thing that uh, you know familiarity breeds boredom. Right. So and so, so just <laughs> like in a marriage, you got to keep it fresh. You got to keep, keep it, it new. You got to, as Trump says, and admitted and blurted right out there for the whole world to hear. You always got to keep them guessing. So when the anti-Trumpers go crazy and go, oh, man, you know, he said one thing, and the next day he changes his mind, and then he said this, and how unpresidential, how, uh, look, it's time for you guys to realize, we've talked about this also, by definition, anything Trump does is presidential. So it's only unpresidential from what other presidents have done, but it's extremely presidential for what Trump does, because it's what Trump does, and dear listener, it's what you should do. So Everett... A, what's a concrete example of how they can use this tactic with their prospects, with their employees, with their suppliers? Pick one and, and, and give them a concrete example of how to use this always keep them guessing technique. Well, I think that one way is not to get too stuck on the idea of marketing funnels. We all know that marketing funnels work. I'm not saying they don't work. What I am saying is at some point, with prospects who have already been through a funnel or two, it becomes commonplace and they stop engaging. So mix up the media you're contacting people with. If you're using mostly email, then pick up the phone. If you're calling them mostly, then send them a letter. If you're sending them a letter mostly, then stop by and knock on their door. You know, if you're doing uh, uh, in-person marketing, leave a door knocker. I love it. Leave a so that's hanger. the specific way of yeah. the marketing. I'm going to throw in a tactic that if you run a special every month, then like Everett did at the beginning of this phone call, just mysteriously don't run one one month. Watch what happens. Your phone will blow up. Hey, 
where's my postcard this month? I guess I didn't get it. Where's my email with the, with the special of the month? I guess I didn't get it. Ooh, ah, people will suddenly re-engage where maybe they had just taken it for granted. Like, oh, you know, we don't necessarily run a special every month, so the next time you see one might be the last time you see one for months. Take advantage. Always keep them guessing. That, exactly. dear listeners, a lesson learned from Donald Trump this week. Speaking of which, as always, we have even a more powerful, more money-making, more fantastic lesson to be learned that is based on this one, just taking it to the next, next, next level. And for that, as always, dear listener, all you got to do is just go over to LessonsLearnFromDonaldTrump.com. That's where you get the advanced tip of the week. And you put even more money in your pocket, and we tell you concretely how to use this tactic in your particular business. So get on over to Lessons Learned from DonaldTrump.com, and make sure you're back here tomorrow for another, oh wait, no, in two weeks, no, we're going to take a month off, no, no, be back here next week for another episode (laughs) of the Lessons Learned from Donald Trump Podcast. You've just listened to the most terrific podcast on the internet today. If you want to be a winner like Trump, make sure to go listen to the rest of the episodes and get our advanced tip of the week by going to lessons learned from DonaldTrump.com. And join us next time, unless you like being a loser. Some people do. Trust me.